You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I'm super excited because today's episode represents our first interview of 2022, and I'm so excited to have this wonderful woman on the podcast. So today in the guest chair, we have Chantel Henry. Chantel is a highly requested speaker and transformational coach. She has taken her message of resilience from the ghetto to the globe as she helps others use their story and expertise as a foundation for success. As the owner of the Best Seller Academy, Chantel helps speakers and coaches gain visibility and credibility by becoming international best-selling authors in 30 to 90 days. Let me tell you this was such a great interview. And I know my Purpose Chasers, you all have amazing stories, which I know need to be told. So listen, grab a pen and a paper because I took some notes from Chantel, okay? And let's welcome Chantel to the podcast. Chantel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Shante. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about this particular topic. But before we get into it, I love to ask my guests this. Tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Fun fact. Well, (laughs) it's actually really funny. So today I had to say goodbye to two of my little kiddos. Um, I packed them in a box and put some food in a box and sent them on their way. Well, (laughs) they're not my actual kids. I do have two kids, but these were two ducklings that I decided to get uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I just could not deal with the the poop and (laughs) the mess. And so I thought I would have ducks as pets, but had to give them away. So that's something that I think... um, It's not in my bio, but maybe I'll include it next time. I love that you had two ducklings. Well, at least you knew that, you know what? I can't handle it. Uh, (laughs) My husband right now is really, he wants a dog. I want a dog. He wants a, I want a small, manageable dog. He wants a big dog, which I say is the size of a horse. It's not, I'm exaggerating. And I feel like if we got something too big, it would be just like you, that we can't handle it. And we're going to have to send it away. But I love that fun fact. Okay, so we know that you are a coach that helps speakers and coaches share their story. How did you start on this journey? Yeah, so it, it started actually, um, the, the, the short end of it is that it started when I published my first book, um, 21 Secrets for College Success. And I was moving from a place of being in the classroom. I taught 
uh, college at Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to CAU. Um, and I needed to leave because although I had a glamorized title, Shantae, if you know anything about the academic life, they don't pay teachers well. So um, I had to leave and make a way for myself. And so being 25 years old, I said, well, I know I have this passion, still committed to my students, but I can't be in the classroom. So how do I duplicate myself, right? Um, and I think that's what a lot of professionals face. They're at like a chasm between wanting to do what they know they're called to do, but still, you know, they may be excellent at accounting. They may be excellent at what their skill set is, but you don't have a way to sort of pivot. So a book helped me to pivot, um, but still be significant in the lives of my students. And so whenever I ask, whenever I'm asked that question, I'm always like, yeah, it started when I wrote my own book. But then when I really think about it, writing a book for me started even before I knew how to read and write. In fact, when I was seven years old, I saw the power of what a story could do to help transform a life. Um, namely because, you know, my mother... She had raised me to be like super political, uh, an advocate. I mean, I'm like knee high, but I'm still like fiery. And when I was seven, my mother groomed me to be that um, because she showed me what it was like to share her story. My brother uh, was a victim of police brutality, and he actually died at the hands of racist police officers in Maryland. And instead of like her succumbing to that grief and like never doing anything with her life again, she used her story to help inspire others and to advocate for uh, better treatment of inmates. And um, seeing that as a seven-year-old, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so powerful. And so whenever I'm asked that story about how did writing a book help me, I'm always like, it's not so much about how it started, um, but more the purpose of it, which is to share my story. And so, you know, depending on where you look on the spectrum, it could be, I started writing when I was seven, mentally taking notes on the power of using your voice, the power of speaking up. And then you could fast forward to that time when I was a professor and wrote my first book. Wow, what an amazing story. And you you said some really impactful things um, that I completely agree with. You're right. A lot of us have issues, you know, still first comprehending and understanding what we're called to do, but knowing that maybe it's not sort of in the fashion that we thought it was going to be. And how do we pivot, which I think is really a big question. I know it's a a question that I've faced growing up, always wanting to be a lawyer, wanting to be a judge, doing law, getting in the job and being like, huh, <laughs> this isn't quite it. So yeah. how can I use all the skills that I've had, all the advocacy, all the public speaking, all the talking, all the reading, et cetera, to pivot? And I think it's really important. But I also love that you saw, you know, the power of telling your story through your mother's eyes at such a young age, I'm sure that made such an impact and imprint on you, even when you didn't even, you know, couldn't even know what was happening really. But as you got older, was able to take that into account. What a, what a powerful story. Yeah. It really uh, changed my life and it changed the way that I look at what I do now. Um, I don't look at it as just, you know, a, a business, right. I really look at it as an opportunity to help 
someone else elevate their their pain and their suffering and even their successes, right? Because sharing a story is not just about like the drama and the trauma, but it's also about the skill sets that you've uh, gained along the way that can help another person to be more bold, to be more um, courageous and to really shape the narrative of what it's like to be someone who's been through something and now has this to say. Mm, I love that. So when you were working on, you know, deciding that it was time to tell your story, did you face any struggles with that? Was there anything that was holding you back from saying, okay, it's, it's, I really need to do this? Yeah. I remember when I first uh, shared my story of being, you know, a young college young girl or whatever, searching for love in all the wrong places. And uh, what it was like to be in a relationship with a guy who was almost double my age and thinking that that would be my forever. And at first I was very nervous about it um, because I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to judge me. They're going to think this, they're going to think that, right? The things that we play in our minds when it comes to being honest and transparent, um, that was that's what was happening to me. Uh, people were so used to seeing me as, you know, the Chantel with the masters and the this and having been on uh, this radio station and having worked with these NFL players and having had this success. They were used to seeing the public success, but they didn't know the challenges that I had um, when, in, in fact, I felt like a private failure. And so when I had the opportunity to speak at a women's conference, um, that was the story that I shared about how God can use something extremely ugly and turn it around. He could trade in uh, the ashes for beauty. And that's what he essentially did with my, my love life, with my perspective on men, because he took an ugly situation of me uh, being the other woman and allowed me to graduate from that very um, dark experience to now becoming a wife. And so I, I was I was nervous and I was unsure at first if that was something that I would be willing to share. But once I left the stage, Shantae, and the ladies came up and reminded me that I wasn't alone and that by me sharing, it helped them to free uh, themselves from the judgment and from the shame. And so that's when I knew it was worth it. Wow. God has a, a, a way of turning, you know, as, as they say, our pain into purpose. But a lot of the story that we develop throughout our lives helps so many people, but it doesn't, it never gets the chance to help those people that it's intended to help if we don't share it. That's and right. And I completely understand, you know, the feeling nervous and, and wondering, like, is, is do I want to put myself out there like that? But I think it's more important, like you said, to share our story, to help those people that we are assigned to. It's something that my mom and I, we always have a conversation about because she wants to write this book. And she, it's been like, I'm pretty sure my entire life she's wanted to write this book, but she's so afraid of offending people basically with the truth, <laughs> with what is the truth that she's like, oh no, maybe I'll wait, maybe I'll wait. And I tell her every day, you, you don't want to wait because tomorrow isn't promised to anybody. But I know for a fact that that book is supposed to do X, Y, and Z. So what would you say to people who may be, you know, struggling in their minds to push past 
that that point of of nervousness and feeling unsure what would you say to them if they're listening to encourage them that you know they can do it they can share their stories what what advice do you have yeah i would absolutely say think about what is at stake let's say that you have this incredible story about how you survived domestic violence and you know that had it not been for the lord on your side and the wisdom that he gave you to escape out of those situations or the help that you got from someone who helped, who supported you in that, that dark time, where would you be? And so when you look at it from what's at stake, if I don't share my story, what is the cost that is going to be had from someone else who could have benefited from my story. That cause could look like you saving someone's life. And that's very expensive, right? That cause could look like you saving a child's innocence. So there's so much at stake when we look at the, the fact that if we don't share our story, it's going to prevent someone from experiencing their own breakthrough. And so when you take the lens off of your own self, when you stop thinking about what people are going to say about you, what they're going to think about you, how they won't like this or won't like that, and then put the lens on the other person, the daughter that you're called to help, the son that you're called to support, the, the stranger who may see your words and feel like now I can finally accomplish something in my life. That is what matters because um, I know that uh, those who are listening to you, many of you are on your own walk with, with God. And you understand that, you know, the Bible tells us that we don't only overcome by the blood of the lamb, but we also overcome by the words of their testimony. And so we are in partnership with God to help bring more souls to Christ. So as a partner, you gotta, you gotta come bringing your end of the bargain uh, to the table because God's going to work through you to help others. So keep in mind what's at stake. And then also keep in mind that you are called, you've been given a commission to help partner with God to save lives. (laughs) You hit the nail on the head. We are called to be partners with God. And this is a part of our journey. And like you said, you know, we're overcome by the words of our testimony. This is our testimony. And our testimony is used to encourage so many people, even the people that we don't know are watching or not necessarily know who are listening. And I think about this podcast and the reach for over 86 countries, I think it is, I know I don't, I probably know maybe like half a percent of the people who listen to this podcast, but I know that the ability that I have to open up my platform for other women to share their stories touches them. So we never know, we never know what us sharing our stories are going to do. So why, why did you decide that, you know what? I don't just want to share my story, but I want to help other people share their story too. How did you make that transition to helping people in the situation where, you know, they're thinking about sharing their story, they're not sure, and they want to start sharing their story? How did you make that transition? Right. So great question. I made that transition of, of being 
an advocate because I, I always saw myself as an advocate ever since that impression was made upon me when I was young. And so having a background in public relations, never wanting to be on the forefront, but putting my clients out there instead, I saw the value that it that came with, you know, exalting someone else higher than yourself. And so I've always sort of played that role of being the the pusher out there person and the connector. And so um, helping folks write their books was just a higher call to what I was already groomed to do. And, and so I, it, it became such a necessity, the more I would witness people come up to like my table when I would sell books and they would say, wow, I've been wanting to write my book for 30 years. And I got this story that I've been so scared to tell for 15 years, or I've been confused about how to start. And I realized like every single person that you see has a story to share. And I was just amazed by that aha moment. I was like, okay, well, if there are people who are walking around carrying years of experiences, years of, of, of advice, years of wisdom without a container to put it in, how heavy must that burden be? And when I start to realize like, this is, there's something to this that's more than just having a physical book, but it's really having an outlet for your purpose. Because after all, if what you have to say is worth being said, then it's worth being published. And many of us, Shantae, are every single day, we're giving great advice. We're giving it away for free. We're giving it to people who ain't asked for it. We're just, we're just advice givers, right? Because that's how human beings are, are designed. And so if you're in a space right now where you feel like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me, then you must certainly have to push that baby out there. Um, you know, Maya Angelou said it best. She said that there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story on the inside of you. Wow. That hit me like a ton of bricks. When I had uh, one of my one of my authors, Charmaine, she said, you know, Chantel, I just have to get this book out there. She's like, it's making me sick <laughs> to know that I have this important message to share and like, I'm not getting it out. And here she is almost 70 years old. And, you know, over the course of 12 months or actually nine months, we were actually able to help her push her book baby out there. And she authored the authored a book from the outhouse to the white house, uh, which told her story about growing up in poverty and how she was able to ascend to the highest uh, positions in an administration and give out over $29 million in grants and scholarships. And so it, it's it's an important call. And um, I think it's one that everyone should have an opportunity to experience at some point. Wow. It is such an important call. And you're right. It is having an outlet, like you said. It's a way to take everything that's inside of you and put it in a form or a fashion that can help you and help other people. So do you believe that everybody has a story worth telling? I do. I do. Now, sometimes we think of stories as these long, poetic, you know, literary, engaging type of manuscripts. And yes, a story is that. But essentially what a story is, Shantae, is our moments. Moments that you could pull out that help to create um a, a vision as if the person on the other end of the book or of the on the other end of the microphone can fill themselves in, right? So don't look at a story being just 
oh, this is what happened to me. Then that happened. It's not necessarily a chronological account of something in the past, but a story is very alive. It is very present. It is a moment when you got that phone call. What did you smell? What did you see? What did you taste? That is a story. A, a story is also an event. That moment when you walked across the graduation stage and you looked out at the audience and realized, wow, I made it. Just unpack it. What did you see? Who was there? What sounds did you hear in your, in your mind that told you Finally, the burden has been lifted. The generational curse of poverty has been broken, right? That's a story. A story is not always this chronological experience, but it's a combination of moments, of events, of conversations that help the reader, the listener experience what you've experienced that leads toward their transformation. So each of us has had a moment. <laughs> We've had conversations. We have had some type of experience that allows us to then share it with someone else. So yes, everyone has a story. Yes. I love that you expanded on that because I know that a lot of people are so excited to read somebody else's book and read somebody else's story. But when they look at their lives, they think that they have nothing to tell. When each person has a wealth of information from their walk in life, everybody's walk in life is so different. And it may not even be, like you said, it may not be, you know, a, a autobiography. It may even be you sharing your tips and tools, but there's something inside of you that God placed there that you can share with the rest of the world. Absolutely. So what do you say to the skeptics who say, you know, okay, this sounds great. I want to share my story, but I don't have years and years to write a story. Like writing a book must take forever. What do you say to those people? Did you know that you can actually get your book written in a weekend? <laughs> because what's so funny is that you already have the content. Your book serves as your container. So literally, you know, I help folks from all over the spectrum, people who really love to write and they're like, oh, I'll just bang this manuscript out in six months and get it to you. And then I have folks who are like, I just don't like to write, but I got a lot to say. Well, you can write a book as easy as picking up your phone, getting a free app on your um, Apple device or Android, whatever you use, and literally record each chapter of your book and get it transcribed. And look, you have a first draft of your manuscript, <laughs> right? And of course it requires, you know, editing and other aspects of the process. And in fact, there are over 32 steps that will help you to go from blank page to published book. But essentially, if you have 30 minutes a day that you can sit with your phone and just talk, just speak, share that, that your that is content for your book. So everyone can do it. And you absolutely have something to say. And if what you have to say is worth being said, then it is certainly worth being published. Yes. Okay. I love the, 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 the different ways you put it because, you know, I know my audience and some of them are writers. Some of them like uh, journaling, some of them like writing, but some of them, and I think of my mom again, does, do not like writing. She does not like writing. She's more like, and, and mostly because she doesn't like to type in her handwriting, she can't read it. So having the option to sit there and, you know, just talk your story out, get it transcribed and then fixing it, 
that makes it so accessible for people who want to share their stories, but don't think they have enough time, right? Or don't think that, you know, they can physically sit there and type or write for days on end. That makes it so much more accessible. (laughs) So thank you for for sharing that. Absolutely. It is something that, you know, when when you're doing what you love and you're sharing it, it'll come so easy. Look, when your mom sits in front of her phone and starts recording, she won't be able to shut up. I didn't know I had so much on the inside of me that that tends to happen. And, um, you know, it's always helpful. Like, you know, I call myself a midwife, right? I'm in the labor war with you, helping to pull those moments out, helping you to uh, unpack those things that you've buried uh, and, and help them come alive because it's nothing better than having someone on the other side who's like, hmm, tell me more, right? What really happened? And I get such great joy about, you know, doing interviews that help to create a manuscript out of just conversation. So it's possible. Yes, it is possible. And having someone, like you said, like yourself, like a midwife, who's like, okay, this is great. I, w- I want to know more. Like, what did, were you feeling? What were you smelling? What did you see? That that will definitely help to pull that story out of you. What would you say when somebody says, okay, but I have a lot of stories. Which one do I start with? Which one should I pick first? What would you, how would you help them to? decide. Yeah. So it's totally beginning with the end in mind. Ask yourself, what is my objective, right? And if you can't decide what your objective is for the entire book, just start with one chapter. What are, you know, the five core messages? If I had only 10 minutes left in my life and I could talk to one person and give them advice, what would those five pieces pieces of advice be? And when you start there, now you're like, okay, I can get serious about what I want to say and, and not mess around with this because my life depends on it. And so identifying those five core teachable points uh, would help you to then decide what stories best fit with those lessons that you're being that you're sharing. So that is a process that will help you to really funnel your thoughts and your stories into a synthesized way that when you go to record and pick up that app, 30 minutes doesn't turn into three hours because you began with the end in mind. You outlined what your objective was for that chapter. And then you said, okay, these are the four stories that help this point be better conveyed, right? So I think that that is a a brilliant strategy. Also, before you even go into writing your book, this is a a super tip for y'all. You can catalog your stories. So put them in major themes that represent your brand or that represent your mission. So for example, let's say you're in uh, the health and wellness space and you're like, hmm, I know that writing a book can help me get more clients, but I'm not really sure what I should share in my book. Well, begin with the end in mind. Well, if you're going to also use stories, which each person should to make the concepts come alive, catalog your stories. So A category for health and wellness would be, you know, the time where you felt the least motivated. I'm sure you can think of four or five times where you felt least motivated, right? And that are, those are the stories that would go into that chapter. What about the time that you felt most victorious? Well, those are stories that would go into that chapter. So when you catalog your stories, now when you sit to record your chapters, now you have content to work with and you're just building out your manuscript from there. 
Wow, that's an amazing way to look at it. And I know that the purpose chasers who are listening are taking feverish notes like I am on what you're saying. So, all right. So we're listening to you and you've given us all this great advice. And we think, you know, we're thinking to ourselves, okay, Chantal, I hear you. I feel like I'm ready to, you know, write this book. I'm ready to share my story, but what if nobody reads it? What advice would you have? Yeah, that's a fear that a lot of um, people have, believe it or not. And I would say go into it with the right intent. Okay. If you are committed, like many authors are, if I just change one person's life with my story, with my book, that I'm happy, well, that is your commitment to put in the hands of one person and allow them to give a testimony on how it changed your, changed their lives. And so I think intention is everything, Shantae. For those of you who are looking to build your business with a book, there are over seven ways that you can build your business, boost your business with a book. And so if that is your strategy, then if you don't sell any books, then you need to revisit your entire method for marketing because your goal was to sell books so that you can boost your business. Well, perhaps now, instead of you having the strategy to sell more books, instead, you change it to giving away more books, okay? (laughs) You guys wouldn't believe that when you use your book as a marketing tool and you don't think about it as, hey, I have to sell a lot of books instead I have to give a lot of books away, now you are creating a, a goal that allows your book to be that lead magnet, and I don't want to get all markety here, <laughs> that that captures people into your sphere, right? So if they happen to thumb through the pages and at the bottom of the page, it has your website and it has your contact information, well, guess what? Now you've got a new potential customer. So go into this idea of writing and publishing a book with what is my goal, Is it to sell more? Is it to have influence? Is it to change one person's life? Because then that will allow you to uh, have the right perspective when the results come. So if you didn't sell a lot of books, but you gave a lot away, well, you are successful. If you didn't sell a lot of books, but you were able to get speaking engagements as a result of having written a book... (laughs) And you're successful, right? So it's all about setting the right expectations before you commit to the process. That is good. There's so many ways that your book can be successful. And there's so it's not something to be afraid about. If one person, like Chantel said, if one person was touched or changed by the words in your book, then you have done a great service to this world. Chantel, this conversation has been absolutely amazing. I have enjoyed having you on the show. And I know all the all the, the purpose chasers who are listening would love to know how to work with you, how to get in contact with you, because they need a midwife for their story. They need the book boss. So please tell us how to get in contact with you and how to work with you. Well, Purpose Chasers, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Girl, share your story is my Instagram handle. And if you want to schedule like a one-on-one session with me to just think through your ideas, you can go to 
the bestsellers with an S academy.com, the bestsellersacademy.com. And I'll be more than happy uh, to speak with you and let me know that you came from Shantae so that I can uh, make sure that you're shown extra special love uh, as a result. Thank you for sharing that information. As you guys know, of course, I will put everything, all of Chantel's links in the show notes so that you can connect with her. Please connect with her. I want to hear at some point, maybe next year that you heard Chantel on this podcast. And as a result, you have a story to share and you want to share it. And listen, I will even have you on the podcast after you put that story together. So again, Chantel, thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation. It was so informative and I know the listeners loved it. Oh, thank you so much for allowing me just the the privilege to do what I know I'm called to do. And that's to help good stories be told. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.